Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everyone. It's been a while. I know I've, I've um, been on the shelf, as it were, but I'm on the mend now. Um, if you listen to a previous podcast, you know that I had surgery a little bit ago, and uh, I'm now on the mend from surgery and ready to get back to doing what I love to do, which is to create these podcasts so that you can listen to them and it makes you think and gives you an idea of something other than maybe you had thought of before. So given that, that's what we're going to do. And today I have uh, a a very interesting podcast for you because the gal who is on the phone with me, I I haven't met her yet physically. Um, I I talked to her on the phone once. She's going to be on Martha Norwalk's Animal World on Sunday with me in the positive talk episodes and uh, she is a psychic medium medium who specializes in talking with spirit guides and our angels and she is really is quite an enchanting young lady her name is natasha venter and she's got and i'll give you her website right away so that you can go there and look at what all that she does which is angelic clarifications.com i believe it's dot com isn't it Ah, very good. So it is, it is dot com. And uh, with that, I want to uh, welcome Nastasha to the um, to the podcast. How are you today? I am doing great, and I am so blessed to be here. And I am gratitude is is beyond what I can feel right now with what this moment is for me, and for all that I can bring to those who are willing to walk the dance of life with this message. So how did you become who you are? Where did tell us this tell us the story of Natasha? Well, for one that I am one that has always been intuitive. I from many years before that even not even in a, in a visitation or anything. I remember being born I remember walking, being up in the corner of the hospital room and all of a sudden seeing kind of, you know, said the insides of my mom and then popping out and seeing the face of the doctor. And so with that, that has always been one of my memories. And then another memory I've had is, is that um, I remember being picked up out of the crib as a young baby. So my soul has always been one that walks with truth with me. It has always been one that has, I've always seen through the, my eyes of my soul. And so there's been many past lives and everything that I remember coming into this world. The thing is, though, I was so shy and quiet that it was hard for me to even speak as a child. And my cousins, who I come from a very intuitive family, had always said that, you know, we're all intuitive, but there was something different about Natasha. So when Natasha would speak, we would be quiet because she just knew something was going to happen or there was a perspective that I could give. And then as I walked through life and closed down a little bit with my shyness, I came into an episode where my mom and my dad both passed away. And they did this in my late 20s, early 30s at the same time I was having my child. 
my, uh, I was six weeks away from having my first son when my dad passed away. And then three years later, when my second child was born, um, when she was three weeks old, um, I heard that my mom had Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh dear. And so with that, that I've always had this awareness of things coming through, yet the passing of my parents as grief does, and as we walk through grief, breaks us open to be our true selves if we allow that dance. And so when my mom, after my mom passed, I used that opportunity to dump over the box that we put all everything in, you know, being molested when I was younger, being abused, you know, being tormented by classmates, and all those different things that you put in the box and you don't deal with, I decided to flip over and really do the work to navigate through it. And I knew that this was a great time for me to be vulnerable and to be willing to become who I truly was. And my husband, who, you know, saw me as a shy, quiet person, even said that after I went through this experience, that I wasn't even the same woman that he married. I became someone who was willing to speak, willing to do. And then shortly after that, uh, I was pushed to go to Hawaii and do Doreen Virtue's uh, Angel Therapy Practitioner course. With that, that I've always been able to know spirits were around me. I always knew that things were around me. Yet this journey gave me the voice to be able to do this professionally. And I was grateful for that. And then six months later, I went to her mediumship course to help me be able to have a microphone in my hand and, and to trust truer, more truer with what I was hearing. So with that, that the difference between me being intuitive and a lot of others is that I trust what I see, what I know, what I am, even since I've been born within reason of just the journey of being human. That makes sense. Absolutely. My human has had to catch my human has had to catch up with my soul. And I feel like right now I'm at this this meeting of us in the why of the road of this is the time for me to be who I am to be. Now how did you get by or get past the shyness? Because a lot of people carry that with them forever and it's hard to break out of being shy. How did you do it? Well, what how I did that was is that I knew that I, the only one that can change me was me. And so with that, that I knew that me standing in the corner and the party was going on around me, that it wasn't going to do me any more good being that person. And so as a, one of my mantras is, is, is that I'm going to practice being who I want to be. I want to practice who I imagine myself being. And with that, that that helped me to really practice. Even if I took three steps into the room, I was practicing stepping into the room. If I practiced one time going to talk to somebody I didn't know, that was one of my practices. I had I set myself short goals, knowingly or unknowingly. You know, I can't remember. That was over 20 some odd years ago. That there's that dance of how can I be a little bit more vulnerable, I want to call it, and trust that that the only one that I can be is, is who I am. And then two years ago, I really had to kick in the pants to, to really get myself out there. And 
I had a situation that it reawoken a lot of my childhood fears, um, disappointments, sadness, um, repetitive patterns. And I really got the mantra, how I perceive myself is how others perceive me. Oh. I'm going to repeat that again. <laughs> how, I re- how I perceive myself is how others perceive me. Well, that's that's different. A lot of people won't won't, won't go there and say that. They'll, they'll say things like, "Well, I, people perceive me differently," or or whatever. How, and what what gave you that that knowingness? I I get these I get these knowings, and that's why I'm a personal awareness coach, and that's what that wording came to me because I observe life. One of my mantras is, "What is this here to teach me?" Whenever something comes up, good or bad, what is this here to teach me? Our first conversation that you and I had even, I was observing while we were talking, where am I supposed to learn from this? Where am I supposed to go with this? What am I supposed to do with where I'm going to go? And so with that, that I'm always in that standing into the learning phase of life. I'm tired of lessons. I'm into experiences. What is this experience? here to show me be with me and I understand that when I go back to that saying how I perceive myself I if I perceive myself being shy quiet Natasha who's not willing to trust the voice that I am then people other people are going to know that I am shy and not willing to speak a truth it's true speak something that is willing to step out it's me being able to, if I'm in the grocery store and I'm walking by and my head is down and I'm perceiving myself as shy, then the person walking by me is going to say, she doesn't want to talk, does she? Or she's kind of off or they'll get mixed emotions from me, mixed feelings from me. It depends on if, if they're tapped into emotions or mind or whatever they're tapped into. So with me, if I walk around the grocery store and said, how I perceive myself is somebody who is willing to practice the person of I'm just as important as somebody else. We all have stories. We all have trauma drama. We all have something that has happened in our lives. So if I perceive myself as just one of those people who has a story, who has experiences, who has knowings, who has negatives and positives, you know, things that happened, things that didn't happen, that I am that I can stand with my head up a little bit higher. And if I walk with knowing without ego, then I'm going to walk with my trust that I am somebody who's willing and how I perceive myself is just somebody who's just as valuable as anybody else. Let's talk. No one is any more valuable, valuable than me. And with that, that helps me to practice there. I'm going to go back to practice being who I want to be which is more valued in myself. Talk a little bit about uh, the story, the stories that we tell ourselves, because um, I, I, that is a really important point. If you're going to break out of, of, the, of the person that you have been, you need to change the story about who you really are, don't you? Yes. And that is where the mind, and, and if I can take a minute here and do kind of a so, side note, that um, in my belief system, I have a belief system in all things. I believe in, in 
things that create love. Now, I also understand that love has tough love and, you know, sometimes you have to learn the experience in order to get the, the light out of it. And so with that, that I believe in, in love. And so it doesn't matter what anybody's belief system is that I believe in, and we all have different languages and that's why we all call our higher power something else. That with what I believe in is, is that we're always getting things in our lives to teach us what we're supposed to do. That is a given. We're always going to have experiences to help us practice what we're going to do. So with that, that I'll give you an example of after I got this situation where I had a wonderful person who decided not to be my roommate anymore in a trip to Spain. And this wonderful gift that this person did was is that she decided to move out. And it wasn't always the nicest way to do it. It was a human way of doing it. Yet at the same time, I cannot fault her for having her experience. She needed to move out for her reasons. What it triggered in me, which is my responsibility, is that it triggered a lot of my childhood things. So I thought, okay, here it is. I'm getting triggered. Time for me to navigate through some of this. What do I want to keep? Oh, hmm. that shy, quiet Natasha who was picked on as a kid. Am I going to be that person anymore? Well, I had to think about it and talk with her and say, uh, no, not really. I'm not that person anymore. Because look, that was when I was 9, 10, 15, 16, 20 years old. You know, come up. I'm now in my 50s. We can be who we need to be, you know. So I kind of talked with my little my younger self about that so that she's more confident. And if I don't make sense, please let me know because I can speak kind of a little bit out of this world a little bit, but I just want to give people a chance to get that our mind has many pieces to it. Our mind has many knowings to it and our mind likes to repeat a lot of our old habits. So in that moment, they, my spirit guides helped correct my path a little bit because I was getting off. So now I want to go back. That with this is that with our mind, it wants to repeat a lot of our old scenarios, our old habits, our old knowing, our old um, drama traumas, because it's easier to go there. It's more comfortable. It is more comfortable. You're used to and it. Exactly. So in order to create a good pattern, we have to practice. Practice makes better. I'm tired of that getting to perfectionism. Practice makes better. So when we have practice to make better, I like to practice. So when my, when my roommate moved out, I was alone with not really knowing anybody on this trip. And so I had to practice. How I perceive myself. Am I going to perceive myself as somebody who's damaged, who got, just got hurt, who, um, who got um, manipulated? You know, all those old stories I was telling myself. I decided to practice who I perceive myself. So what did I do? I walked up to some other people on the trip and say, hey, where are you going today? And they would say, da 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 And I would say, oh, you know, I was thinking about doing something different. I guess I'll go do that. You know, so I practiced reaching out to someone that I didn't know. So then I perceived myself, oh, yeah, I practiced that, didn't I? I got to the point where I can 
talk with somebody who I didn't really know. And then I practiced a little bit more and I practiced a little bit more and I had my vulnerability. That is the key. Many people think that vulnerability is a negative, that it's, it's a weakness, that it's not anything that can give us strength. But I have an understanding that when we're working through the practice, being vulnerable and being vulnerable with ourselves, we don't have to, other people don't need to know my story. Did other people know that my roommate moved out and I whined and cried about it? No. But what I did was I was vulnerable with myself saying, okay, I'm, today I'm going to practice going to dinner with somebody that I don't really know and having a conversation. Hmm. That takes a lot of guts all by itself because you see, you grew up in a situation where you were shy, you were uh, um, harmed when you were a child, and when your roommate moved out, it's l- almost like okay, that's more of the same, and that in but instead of validating the story that you had been telling yourself for years, you created a new story. That's kind of unusual, don't you think? I think that it's something that. We all have the empowerment to do. Do we think about doing that? No, because a lot of us don't believe that we can just start new at any minute. It doesn't mean that, that I'm going to change being Natasha, blonde hair, you know, blue eyes, five foot. No, I'm not going to change that. But I can change waking up or I can change kind of like the other day when I came downstairs in the morning and both my husband was grumpy and my cat was attacking my legs. And I went, wow, well, I could either continue with that moment or I walked back upstairs, came back downstairs. And I said, good morning. Because I knew that at any moment in a day, any moment in a moment, I can change the way that I want to practice life. Who told you that? And it takes strength. It takes <laughs> it takes strength. It takes willingness. It takes you know, I can't tell you who really told me. I just get these little whispers in my mind and 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 it gives me an idea and I go with it because I trust. And there again, like I've said, that the difference between me and a lot of people is is that I trust. So when I got that image of walking back upstairs and coming back down. I didn't bother with who told me. Could have been Mark Angel Michael. It could have been my higher self. It could have been my spirit guides. It could have been my dad. It could have been anybody because my dad helped me out a lot on the other side. You know, it could have been anybody, but I didn't take the time. I just knew that that was going to help. And it did because it gave us all a chance to start over. Where did you get that trust factor that you, that you, that, because here's, here's, here's the thing, okay? Because <laughs> a lot of people will say, you know, I get these inner voice things, and but I, they can't be right. Uh, I can't, you know, you know, and so they don't follow their instincts. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a message that says, you know, you might not want to do that, and uh, you do it anyway, and then something bad happens, and and that that's that's always a problem. Um, so how how did you get to the point where you could trust without uh, fear? I guess that I, there again is the word practice. I practiced trusting when I didn't have to have anything lingering on it. I.e., like if I was told to take a right instead of going left to going to work, if I had time, I would take the right. 
even if it was just going up and around the corner, because sometimes I know that for me is in my energy field and, and what I know about myself being the um, spirit person that I am, that many times I'm asked to help mother earth by going to a certain place on her planet. You know, sometimes I need to go around the block. Sometimes, you know, going around the block, I saw the deer that I meant to see that, you know, gave me the message to be gentle with myself. You know, so there's, there's different reasons for that. But at the same time, though, when I couldn't practice, I went to work and took the left and, and went off to work. So that whenever I had the time, I would practice and listen to that inner voice. And like I tell people in their sessions, many times that I say practice by when you're driving behind somebody practice and ask the, if that person, okay, ask the question, inner voice of my higher good and my higher light. That's the, that's the thing it has to be the higher light and the higher person and the higher good because the mind's going to be the mind. The mind is the, the voice that says, you can't do that. Why are you doing that? That's no good for you. Where your higher self and the higher good and your spirit guides are always going to be, you know what? You might want to rethink that. Do you hear the difference in the intention? One has more of a negative context and one has a lighter side. And like I tell people, that the higher self, the higher voice, the higher good, it's always going to be the first verse you hear, the first voice. It's going to be like snapping your fingers, that first thing you're going to hear. And then the mind comes in and says, and so I have chosen to practice and listen to the first voice I hear and not my mind going. And so with that, trusting that, so going back to the car, if you're driving in the car, you can say to the, you know, is this person going to take a left or right or going forward? And the first thing you hear is, oh, he's going to go forward, but he takes a right. Oh, I was wrong. Am I going to judge myself for that? Nope, I was wrong. And that's okay because to be wrong occasionally. It is. It is okay because it's called life. And maybe, like I, like I told you, you know, when you asked about the timing of your surgery, I said, at this minute in time, this is what I'm going to get, that you're going to have it in June. Well, I was wrong because it's, because things change and things can change in a heartbeat. The other person in the car in front of you might be human and decided at the last second, oh, I forgot I needed to go da-da-da-da-da. And he was going to go forward when you checked in, but at that second later, he decided to take the right because he changed his mind and had to do something that he forgot. So you never know why things happen. But the thing is, so it's practicing. Practice when your phone rings before you check who's, who's checking in with me. And if you get that image or if you get the image of, of, oh, you know, my friend Patty, you know, I should probably call her or check in with her, you know, do it. And maybe they might come back saying, oh, I was thinking about you too. So with that, that it's, it's, starting to step into the trust of unlistening when you have the time and when you have that, that vulnerability to step into going, Oh, I should check in with that. And it's like practicing a muscle. You just can't go out and do yard work for three hours without working up to it. You know, you can't, you can't go lift, um, you know, 250 pounds right away. You have to start out somewhere. So it's practicing that muscle of trust and, 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 
a truth, I'm not going to call it the truth, but a truth to start navigating with that. And some people don't always understand how they hear their inner voice. Some people, they may hear a voice. Some people might get a feeling in their tummy. Like if you ask, are they going to go right or left? And they might get an, a, a kind of a giggly feeling kind of moving off to the right. Or they might get a kind of a funny feeling off to the left. Or, or they might get another kind of feeling. So it's just starting to trust how the body is starting to tell you how it wants to give you the answer to also. So, you know, it's that getting that language together. And I have had much practice with that language to know how to navigate some of these questions and what are these, some of these scenarios. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Natasha Ventor, and she is a psychic medium and a uh, and she's somebody who uh, specializes in talking with your spirit guides or hers or both, and uh, can give you some guidance and some help in what you're doing. And if you want to go find out more about her, go to angelicclarifications.com, and you can book a session with her, and you can do this remotely. Correct. Oh, definitely. I do it over Skype. I can do it over Zoom. I can do it over the phone as I am on now, or there's many different, I'm in person. If you're in the Northern Washington area, it, it just depends on what is for the greater good at the moment. Right now, I know in our world, it's kind of hard to get in touch physically with people. And, and that's always an interesting dance, but I think we're going to be done with that yeah, through the summer. It's going to wane off, but at the same time, it's going to be a little while before we can really dance into having our old connections of hugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, the question I have for you is, given, given the current situation with the, the virus that's out there and people are dying and, and people are getting sick and people are stuck in their houses and, and everybody is uh, getting a little uh, nuts because they're running out of money. And, and why, why is, in your because I know that you, you have looked at this and analyzed it. Why is this happening to us now? Okay, so I'm going to tap into what I am being told. Now, I'm going to be honest. You may talk to somebody else intuitive, and they may get a different perception. Because of the fact that we're all connected to our spirit guides and our knowings in a different, it's kind of like, um, all the telephone wires around here or radio stations, we're all kind of tapped into something different. And so there's going to be a different perspective. My perception, my truth that I'm hearing and the knowings that I am coming from is, is that I have an understanding that Mother Earth was going to need something bigger than her. And so she was calling out to her spirit guides, her other brothers and sister planets and the star people and and a little bit, you know, with angels, I believe that that um, that the fairies are the star people of our planet, and then the there's the angels are another form of star. You know, it's it's a bigger picture. And so with that, that there was a big calling out. I'll just go back to that. There was a huge calling out that we needed to have another button pushed to open up to become our higher selves. We've been hearing intuitively that something was going to happen to get us to another dimension. Could be the fifth dimension. It could be the tenth dimension. I'm not going to label or claim it because that to me is not important. 
the labels and claims are not important to me. I'm in, what's important is the individual journey that each of us are supposed to do to become our higher, lighter, more knowing self that we're supposed to do on this planet. Mother Earth, she either needed us to shut down or she was going to make us shut down. And she did not want to do that to us. She didn't want to have, um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of her volcanoes go off. She didn't want the big eruptions, the, the big storms, even though there's still storms happening because sometimes you have to have something physical to move energy. But she's never wanting us to be harmed. But what at the same time she has to do is, you know, like everything, sometimes you have to shift something to make something move. And sometimes us humans who are stuck and don't want to be on this planet anymore sometimes need something physical to make us move. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly said, sadly said, ouch said, I... I'm sad every time I know somebody has to leave some, somebody has to lose somebody. That grief walk is, there's no words for it. it it's, I always tell people it's kind of like, you know, when you have a wrung out wash rag and it's wet and it's dirty, it's been through the soil of the yard and you try to wash it out, and then you throw it against the wall, and then you wring it up again, and then they throw it against the wall. You get so beaten up, so washed out, so emotional that it's so hard to do, and you don't have an understanding of what your life is really supposed to be like until you come out and go get into what I call a walkable grief, which is where life kind of says, okay, I'm going to put some feet underneath you now, and, and we can walk, and I know that much of this dance that we're going through is a form of grief. It's awakening us up so that we can become our lighter self. And the only way we can do that is, is by breaking down a part of us to do that. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Whatever, what you're saying, because one of the things that they're discovering now is that since we're all hunkered down in our houses, that the air is cleaner, the air is more yeah. pure, that, that our planet is going back to where it was prior to us contaminating the planet over the last 110, 120 years. And, and that we have to recognize that we have the ability to change the direction that we were going and how our planet was being uh, contaminated. And, but we weren't going to do it by ourselves. We're not that good. <laughs> so no, they needed to have a, uh, there needed to be a moment in time to where we had time to, you're right. Time to reflect time to sit here and to go, what are we doing? What are we missing? What are we doing? That's wrong. And that we need to, uh, um, to do something differently. And I, and I'm hopeful that we are going to come out of this understanding the differences that we need to make in our world so that it can continue because it can't continue the way it was going. And I think mother earth no. knew that. Yes. And I, and, and I've said about the, uh, starting about a year before this, I always, I was saying to many of the people who came to me for sessions is that we're meant to clean out the gutters of our, our rundown shack that's 30 in the middle of a field that we don't even go to. We're supposed to clean out the gutters of our old truths our old knowings that don't fit us anymore. 
we're supposed to clean out those things. So like, if give you an example, if we grew up in a religious family and that much of that religion that was in the church didn't call to us anymore. It didn't fit the life that, that we were supposed to lead now, but yet some of that truth of our higher power did fit. So what we may need to be called to is let go of some of the religious of the church and the protocols and come into the spirituality of what the higher power really wanted to give us the message to. And so cleaning out some of the old, cleaning out that, you know, my, of a lot of the truths that our parents had, kind of like give you an example that, and I may um, lose a couple people here because of a belief system, but my child who was born, my last child who was born, Darren, is now going by Fia. And my husband, who came by this honestly, who has parents who I love them to all pieces because they are them, you know, are Midwestern, military, Lutheran, you know, people. <laughs> Boy, you must of have the 70s. You must have some interesting conversations over the dinner table at Thanksgiving. <laughs> we do. And, and so with that, that, that my husband, he had a very hard time with this. He had to break down much of his own truth system of being a perfectionist, being a Leo, being very strong minded. He's been an alcoholic since he was 12 years old, now sober seven years. So he's had to break down a lot of his truth that he used to have growing up of judgments and protocols and, and have-tos and, and a lot of those things. And so with that, that now he's lovingly seeing the bigger picture of knowing that he can't control what our child does. But what he can control is how he loves our child. And even if he doesn't believe in what our child is doing, at least he's still loving our child the best he can. That is. That makes any sense? Oh, absolutely. Well, you, you, you And so sometimes we can't, sorry for interrupting here. That's right. I wanted to continue this for a few seconds here. That sometimes we have to step out of what is our comfort zone to find out really what a truth is. Not the truth. I want to go back to that. Not the truth, but a truth that we can live with. I understand that. And that makes, that makes perfect sense because I know that, you know, you love your family, you love your children, then your children are brought to you, I, I believe, through a divine intervention when, when they came to you and they chose you as parents and they wanted to be in there with you. And, and it was all for the greater good of all of you combined together. And sometimes they make decisions that we w might consider to be less than perfect, but that's their decision. They get to do that and we still get to love them. Yes. So when when uh, you you're t when you're talking with uh, the other side and you're talking with your spirit guides and and stuff, are they kind of validating all of this information for you that this is that this is what is truly going on, or is it something that 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 we can conjecture, um, but not not be sure? I know that I get confirmations regularly on on this information because of the fact that when I am tapping into this greater knowing, I'm tapping into truthful 
connection. The angels, the um, the the star people that I'm in tuned with are the better. You know, the, everybody has negatives and positives in any in any being. You know, kind of like you have Archangel Michael, and then you have Lucifer. You know, but he's still an angel. So you're going to have the shadows and the lights and everything. But I check in with light and love beings for truth. And I know Mother Earth, I, I'm very connected with her. And so she's told me a lot of how, um, what this truth was. I have ideas of how this virus started, but at the same time, I'm not worried about how it started. I'm, I'm more conscious of the journey that we're supposed to go through, which is how to break open, go through the grief process in many ways of, you know, not being able to go to the normal restaurant that we go to, not being able to get the things we want in the grocery store. And that triggers an emotion in us that says, really look at this. Is this something that you truly need or is this what you want? Is this something that you're going to be able to navigate with or do you not need to navigate with this? You know, it, it's, it, we're in this midst of, of the tide of going in and out of saying, should we be our old selves? And be stuck in that mode? Or are we supposed to be enlightened beings and say, you know what? I couldn't go to that restaurant. What else can I do? Oh, I can go over there and get fried chicken. Which fatty actually even sounds better. You know, get fried chicken. <laughs> I love and, chicken. And, they're, and, <laughs> and, you know, the, and, oh, look at that. They have coleslaw. And I love that. Oh, I forgot that I love their coleslaw. So instead of grieving, what was I pushed to do differently? Maybe your body wanted chicken over Chinese food, you know. So you never know why things happen, but it's moving with it. What is this journey supposed to teach me? What am I supposed to navigate with to get to where I'm going? Now, uh, by the way, we have uh, Goldie, by the way, welcome to the uh, podcast, Goldie. And they have a a question for you, which is, uh, how do you know someone is from the light? I have an understanding in me that, okay, so let me clarify how I feel intuitive. I am one that I get feelings in my body. I get kind of like a movie in my head and I get visions. Uh, you know, the movie is the vision. And I also have a hearing. I've practiced these muscles stronger to get there. But when I have, when I'm working with somebody of light in my body, I have my upper body feels lighter. It feels giddy almost. It feels energetic. When I'm around something that is more negative, more shadows, more um, sticky, I'm going to call it. I get heavy in my body. My lower part of my body, below my heart per se, feels heavier and stickier. And so with that, that when I'm checking in with who I'm, I'm hearing this from, I'm feeling lighter and more um, giddy, more, uh, more. Uh, I don't know. My, it, it's just lighter. I feel more that light feeling instead of the heaviness of of the of darkness. 
Got it. Now, now, Goldie, if you would like to, you, you can call in and you can talk to Nastasha Ventor. She is a psychic medium and she talks to spirit guides and our angels. And or you can also go to her website, which is angelicclarifications.com so that you can uh, uh, look at all of her information and, and go from there. And uh, oh, uh, and this, so she's got another question or they, they've got another question, which is, but sometimes what do you do when somebody pretends to be from the light, but their actions are saying others, other things? Okay, so with that, yes, and I, I have an understanding that we do have people who shield themselves and perceive the, and, and show themselves as one thing when they're truly not the, those other things. I have set up, I have an understanding that we all have gatekeepers of, of the spirit form. And our gatekeepers are, like my gatekeeper, he's ancient. He is from the old, old world. He, is, he has been my gatekeeper of my spirit for a very long time. And so with that, that I trust and I have set up, I have a mantra that I said to them. And actually I said this in this tone, you know, I'm doing this work. You know, I'm going to be doing what I need to do. You need to protect me. I cannot always be on or know what I'm getting into. So you need to protect me, protect me from the backside, the front side, under me and over me and all around me because I need to do the work. So my higher power, my guides, my, you know, the ones of love, I need you to protect me now and forever, said or not said, shown or not shown, heard or not heard. And with that, I have trust that whenever I kind of get that feeling like things aren't quite right, it's kind of like when I get things that are, things aren't quite right. I get an up feeling and a down feeling. It's almost like going on a yo-yo, a yo-yo or a roller coaster. It kind of has that kind of kind of ickier feeling when it hits the lower part. And I kind of it makes me stop and question, where are you coming from? And then I ask one of my guides. I'm going to call maybe an angel or one of my higher guides. And we all have these beings around us. The difference between trusting that and asking that and believing it is the difference between me and some other people. That I know that my guides are going to tell me, yeah, that's not a truth that you need to hear. Sometimes I'm wrong and I end up hearing it and it ends up leading me somewhere. But that journey that I was on taught me something and I needed to learn it. So sometimes that wrong is not always wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, but we do, but we do here. So it is setting up that we need to trust the team. Now, if you believe in angels, which I'm going to do a disclosure here, angels don't care what you believe in. They don't care if you're, you know, what belief system and humanness that you're in. They're here to help you. They have no belief system. They want to be here for your health and your light. Archangel Michael He's a great guardian. If you call in Michael and ask him to, to help guard you, he's a gift that way. And when you, can, when you can trust that what you're feeling and what you're hearing, they're again going back to practice, you're going to get to where you feel when things are more right or wrong. And I'm not going to call it right or wrong, because, but that's the language that a lot of people want to hear. Right. Sometimes things are more better or a little bit more rougher. 
you know, it's just, there's nothing right or wrong. I, my, my roughest times, my mom, you know, the year I had a new baby, a four-year-old, my husband started a new job, sold three houses, uh, bought one, uh, alcoholic. And, and then my mom was dying of Lou Gehrig's disease in the midst of it that, you know, there, there was a lot of wrongs that happened in there, but I could tell you that that journey was my journey to get me to where I am today. And I like who I am today. And that, so that is that, really, honestly, that, that is how the journey of our life is designed to go. I've had, yes. I've had lots and lots of, of, in you know, people who know me and know my story will say, boy, that was like an old kind of bad country music song. You know, my dad died. My dog died. My wife left me. I lost my house. Declared bankruptcy. Uh, all of those things. Uh, all of those things happened. Um, and but at the same time, it it was a continuation of the journey that I had begun, which I am continuing here. And by talking to people like you, that can shine a light for others about how they can live their lives a little bit more authentically, believe in who they truly are, and to do really good. Um, I, I got another question for you, um, and this is, this is again, uh, from one of our listeners who, uh, do you think being a medium is a blessing or a curse? That's actually a really good question. Is it, is it something that, that I, I know from where you are now, I think I su suspect it's a blessing, but when you were younger, and you didn't really embrace it. Was that different for you then? Actually, it was. I grew up in a very, and for me to go into my house, my uh, my house was a portal. So, and my grandfather passed away in the basement. And oh so my. I grew up in a very busy house. <laughs> your, your grandfather passed away in the basement? Yes. Oh my. And then... My, my my parents bought a house from my great grandma and my great grandfather. So my grandfather passed away in the house. But whenever I would go downstairs to go to the bathroom, all I heard was, you know, because there was so much static in the house. And so for me, being the shy, quiet Natasha that I was, I had a hard time stepping into my empowerment. And this is the difference between it being a curse. And a blessing was is that many of us stand at the doorway of, of truth, of trusting ourselves, of being vulnerable enough to say what's on the other side of the door, the metaphorical door. So when I decided to say, I'm in, I am enough to know that no matter what happens around me, I'll be okay. I had to come to that knowing. No matter what happens around me, I'm going to be okay. Well, and with that, right. with that, that, that I started believing that no matter what I was going to hear, no matter what I was going to do. And this was a, something that I knew, but I didn't know. You know, this was a knowing that came to me with honesty in my right mind or just something that I just felt. But I felt protected. And so as I became more understanding that the, that the spirits in the house were just people who were there before, they weren't there to harm me, I became more secure in dealing with them. When I decided that the man, the spirit man who would come to my doorway and peer around the corner, that he was just checking in on me instead of trying to scare me. 
And so I practiced trusting myself that, that I was going to be okay, that I had the strength, I had the protection. I, at that time, I didn't know it, but I felt that protection. And with that, that, that I would just keep practicing being stronger and stronger and stronger. So I would say, yes, it was a hindrance, not a curse, but a hindrance when I was younger. And that's probably why I was so shy is because I, I had so much energy around me that I couldn't decipher it well. But as I became older and more knowings and more walking and more truths that I've gotten into, I had the understanding that they're just spirits, that they're there to help me. And I can tell you that I, I had a best friend my whole life. He was a spirit guide. His name was Peter. And he walked with me. He was my best friend. I grew up on a block that I didn't have any friends either. So I only had him to play with half the time. I was an only child, only grandchild. So I had a very lonely childhood. And so Peter was my best friend. A lot of times we would walk down the street talking together. So I knew I had something of light around me. And come to find out later, oh, probably about 10 years ago, I found out he was St. Peter. So <laughs> with that, it was like, no wonder I couldn't steal or, or drink or anything like that. St. <laughs> you know, Peter is my guide. You know, so we, we have these things that we know, but yet sometimes we're afraid to walk through that door and understand that, that what's on the other side is actually more knowing to get us through what we're going through. We stand at the doorway in fear and in fright and in comfort, even though it's uncomfort, instead of saying, you know what, I'm willing to be a little uncomfortable and willing to walk through to the other side of the door. Kind of like when my husband decided to get sober. He had to be willing to walk through the door of uncomfortableness to find out that there was actually more light on the other side. And I would say that was the same thing with my gift. So, so you came up and as I understand it, you, 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 you're not a drinker. Is that, is that, is that right? Oh no, I can't. My body doesn't handle it. I get, I drink a. So how is it that you married a drinker? You know, we all have experiences (laughs) that we need to learn. And a lot of us who are more angelic beings, we end up marrying or being with those around us that, that we're supposed to help with light. Oh, very good. I don't know. My ex, my, my ex husband did Coke and pot at the same time. So I, there was something that I was supposed to learn, I guess. Oh, he was, <laughs> Even though he was chemically imbalanced. Yes, exactly. Um, he was also, and you know, he didn't grow up in a very good household either of alcoholism and dysfunction. So there's a lot of things that we've learned as children. There again, we have to ask the question, going back to the beginning of this conversation, I love how things circle around, that we have to find out what is our truth. Is it our truth or is it something that we grew up with? And it's time to start asking our questions. When, when a truth kind of comes in or judgment comes into our mind, ask, where's this judgment coming from? Oh, I used to hear my parents say it all the time. Not to blame our parents. They only knew what they knew at that time to do the better that they could, you know, but Oh, no, that was something I heard in society. You know, do I need to believe that? Not really. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, that's something that I believe in and I want to keep it. Okay, that sounds good. You know, there's no wrong in that. You know, so we're in this midst of 
of opening up to this greater selves of ours. Absolutely. By the way, I wanted to do a little experiment here just just for fun, um, because it's it's Sunday afternoon and everybody's busy. But but we do have a listener, Goldie, who is very, very um, interested in our conversation. And she's got and, and they've got another question that they want to ask. But before oh, I'm they, grateful. before they get there, um, I know that you can tap into somebody's energy even when they are. Can you tap into it without them being on the line? Because they're on. If I have their permission. Um, okay, then let me. While she, while they are typing out this, um, um, first of all, you need to give us your permission if you would like uh, uh, Natasha to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with you. But uh, um, by the way, she also said that what you said is absolutely true. And, uh, and so I'm going to save her question for a moment, but she just, uh, but they just text and said, sure. So, um, by the way, Goldie, are, 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 I think you're a female. Are you a female? Um, or, or male. And that's all the, that's all the help you're going to get. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm good, sweetie. No, I'm good. Okay. So any, in, in, in any event, so, uh, Goldie is waiting right there for you. And, uh, um, what do you have to say to them? That you are a light being who has had situations in your life, sweetie, that is, I'm going to use the word confused you. It confused you on who you know you could be. So you have had situations where you've been thinking that you know what you want to be, but then all of a sudden this life has been starting to shift on you. And it started shifting, I'm going to call, and I might be off by a little bit, but I feel like it was back about seven six, five, seven years ago, that your life started shifting on you and started making you go, hmm, hmm, what am I supposed to do with myself? I know there's something greater out here. What am I supposed to be about this? And so I'm going to say to you that, that this avenue that you're on now, you're starting to get it, sweetie. You're starting to get the right path for yourself. Now, do not let what's going on in this world to derail you from your bigger picture of what you're supposed to do, you may have to shift how you're going to step and walk it. In other words, like if you felt like you needed to open up a restaurant, maybe you were supposed to, to support a friend and you co-open a restaurant instead of yourself. So how you're going to, how to do it, you may have to shift how you're going to do it. And do not make a decision right now. You're collecting information. You're going to have to really look at, start asking those questions like I've mentioned in this podcast. What is this here to teach me? What am I supposed to learn? Where am I supposed to go with this? And start listening to your body about you really, you get knotted up in your tummy, don't you? You have a hard time with digesting food because you, you listen to how you feel about people and feel about the situation. So with that, trust your gut about and ask your gut, what is your, what is the yes answer? Do you get a flitter in it or do you get a heavy feeling? What is the no? Do you get an up feeling or do you get a low feeling? It doesn't matter what the answer is, but trusting that and keep getting that same answer. You can start getting clearer answers about what you're supposed to do in your life. And so if you can trust that dance about how you're na starting to navigate, you're going to have to be willing, sweetie, to be a little bit more vulnerable than you are. 
And I mean that as a strength. Vulnerability is a strength that we can all step into. And trusting that vulnerability gives you the chance to listen to your body a little bit more and trust what the universe is saying. You also work with the fairy kingdom, I hear. And so start listening more to what the birds and the animals that you reach, you get in contact with. So in other words, like if you have a cat that walks in front of your path, if you want to just Google what is the um, intuitive message of cat and see if what that message is for you. Or like the other, like I, um, like I mentioned in here about driving out of my way and get a deer. Well, the deer means about being gentle with yourself and keep walking forward, listen to your instincts. And it it happened to be a female deer, so it means more feminine energy than the say or the male, which is more self-empowerment. So you can see how things kind of walk that way. You also um, have birds that interact with you. So check in with what birds are talking with you. Uh, Crow has been very interesting lately because there's new magic coming into this world. So step into the light of the message instead of the negative. Sometimes your old habit, sweetie, has been that you've been tapping into the the negative messages of why is this happening instead of going, oh, my job ended. Guess what I get to do today? You know, so look at what you can do instead of what life is not doing for you. Does that help? Well, um, Goldie said uh, true. So to what you were saying and 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 they said yes. So you've been you've been very helpful, and we appreciate you, Goldie, for uh, popping on. And and uh, she had I'm great. they had a question, and I want okay. to go back to um, because this I think this is something that is affecting this person a lot, and that's when there's so much energy around you. Do you feel sometimes mm-hmm. restless or irritated? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to have a mantra for you. Okay. I love this mantra. I work in an elementary school uh, as my, my day job and, and how the universe wants me to help out with, with others in my, in my work. And so I understand energy. <laughs> they actually had me running the lunchroom for a little while. That was kind of interesting, manipulating energy. Um, so with that, that there's a mantra for you. What's yours is yours. What's theirs is theirs. And what stands between you is what you choose to believe. I choose to believe it's an angel and a pink color. So whatever you choose to believe in, I'm going to say it again. What's yours is yours. So whatever energy, whatever being that you have is yours. What's theirs is theirs. So whatever kind of day that they're having is theirs. And what stands between me, circling around me, is what I choose to believe in love and light. And with that mantra, that gives permission that anybody can have the day that they're having, but I don't need to worry about it. And like I said, many of us work with that third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, the third one. And that chakra, if you take it into its basic sense, is about how do I feel about others? So many of us, our third chakra is too open. And so we're not saying, "Eh, what's yours is yours. I love you. I cherish what you're doing. I can listen to you. I can empathize with you. But remember, your stuff is your stuff. Mine is mine. And so using our ears instead of our feelings, tapping into people, sometimes we can shift how we tap in, they tap into us. 
sometimes we're too open. It's like an open window. Sometimes we need to close the window. We can still see through it. We can still be interactive with it. But doesn't does that mean that we have to be open? We can be closed. Does that make sense? So with that, that we're we're tapping into we're too wide open sometimes to people, and we need to say, yeah, social distancing, six feet. Your energy needs to stay six feet back, please. You can be six feet forward, but your energy needs to be six feet back. And that's the responsibility that we need to have with those around us. And if I can, I'd just like to add one more thing, and that is and that is this, Goldie. There is a reason why you picked this time on a Sunday afternoon to get on Podbean, to find this live bod- podcast, and to listen in. There's a reason. And that reason was brought to you by your higher self. It was not an accident. There are no accidents. So no. with that, you know, you, you know, I, I hope that and that proves to be helpful to you. And uh, if you want to talk more with her, you can by going to angelicclarifications.com. And her name again is Natasha Venter. And uh, you can set up a session. She's got, as a matter of fact, she's got a special going on right now. Tell us about that. Actually, for right now, um, and I'm going to extend it. I had it until the end of April, but I'm going to do it until the end of May because I understand what we're doing here in this world is is shifting a lot. That I have brought my prices to 40 for a half an hour and 60 for an hour. And please let me know if you're interested, you know, if you've lost your job and that kind of thing, because I am interested in helping people work through. And so still get in touch with me because we can work something out. But that, that is my fee. But at the same time, I understand that, that sometimes we need to have a conversation before we talk about things. And I want to open that door up that um, this is about the bigger picture than it is about um, about navigating our dance of, oh, can I or can't I? You know, still communicate with me because you never know. You can always make so something Goldie, work I'm out. Great. Yes. Goldie, thank you for trusting, and I'm grateful that you're willing to ask. That's part of the vulnerability is being willing to ask, and I'm so grateful that you were willing to ask and speak out. Good job, sweetie. Good job. You know, and I want to add something here because, I, I, you know, you said that you have a gatekeeper, and I know for, you know, I, there's a gal that I worked with for many years. Her name is Kim Miller, and she is uh, – um, and she's a psychic medium as well. And she also had a gatekeeper. His name is Samuel. And, uh, um, and oh, and Goldie and continues on. He says, you're the first live medium that I spoke to. And so, you know, you have made, Goldie, you've made a switch here. And you've been brave enough that to get on here and to talk about it. And that, that, that is quite, isn't that a cataclysmic shift, Natasha? It is one of the bigger shifts that we can do to to trust that guidance and trust the vulnerability that, oh, maybe I'm supposed to hear this. Now, like I tell a lot of people in my sessions that, remember, your truth is your truth, Goldie. Your truth is your truth. At the same time, though, what has been said to hear is maybe you need to carry it around your back pocket for a little while and try it out and see if some of the things that we were saying are things that that needed to, to be said to you to kind of um, tap in and just start wearing it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more by practicing 
It's not about, you know, walking through the door and deciding that you're going to just be this person. It's about practicing, you know, practicing, you know, putting on your shoes, taking them off. You know, we didn't tie our shoes in one day. We had to practice and practice and practice. And so sometimes we have to practice that vulnerability and that trust. And this is part of a lot of us that are going through right now. This is a time that we're supposed to really start listening to the other world. Remember how we've been hearing about the, the veil is getting thinner? Well, the veil is thin. So with that, that we're going to start seeing more loved ones around. We're going to start seeing more animals interacting with us. There's been pictures about, you know, how nature is starting to come up, you know, cougars on people's front yards, but they haven't seen cougars in that area in a long time. We're going to start seeing a lot of these these animals and a lot of the the different spirit realms because our veil is starting to thin because we're going to start trusting a little bit more. And we're going to start respecting a little bit differently ourselves and them if we choose. And I, for one, choose. So it's a great uh, uh, adventure that we're all on. And even though some will look at it in a very negative light, it is still an adventure. And the the people who have passed on, um, the people that have been sick, um, it's it's an interesting it's it, it, it's an interesting dynamic of what's going on, but it's all to benefit us. Yes, and, it is. And I want to, if I can step something in that's kind of off balance or not off balance, but off track here a little bit. I want to make a disclosure that those who humanly feel like that their loved ones are alone when they pass, I can guarantee to you that they're not. They have loved ones. They have a um, angels. They have guidance. They have many spirit realm around them. Actually, many of them are going home to parties. And so with that, that, that they always have something with them of light and love to help them cross over. I have a little story about that, if I, if I can. Um, my father, who was on his deathbed, and I had spent a lot of time with uh, Kim and other psychic mediums and other people of that realm, of that genre, that had all said to me that you're never alone when it's your time, that it's like a big party, that everybody's getting together. Well, my father um, had lung cancer surgery and subsequently had a stroke. He could not speak. He could not swallow. His right hand, his wrist was, he was dead, but he could raise his arm. And my sister and I were standing there next to his bed. He could not speak, but he was looking up at the corner of the room at the ceiling. He raised his right arm and started trying to speak to someone that was there. Those were the people that, and this is the day before he died. These are the people that were coming to comfort him, to take him home. That's why we are never alone when we pass. Exactly. And, and you know, some of, some of um, our loved ones are going to go a little bit easier. To give you an example, that my dad, um, I walked into the hospital um, and he passed away as I was walking into the room. So in a way, he waited for me to get there. He didn't want to go alone. And I wanted to help him. I, I sat with him as he passed. Where my mom with Lou Gehrig's disease, and if anybody knows about Lou Gehrig's disease, your muscles start going away. So your heart still beats. 
but yet the stomach muscles go away so you don't have any breath. You can't get breath. So a lot of times your voice is very mute, very low, very soft because you don't have the stomach muscles to push the air out to create sound. And so many a times that last week before, last two, three weeks before she passed, that she um, couldn't hardly speak. I couldn't hear her being next to her. Well, I was in another room and a week before she passed, she yelled out, you're not taking me. I'm not going. And she, I went at the money go, oh, yeah, mom, you know, because I knew that she, she was on, she was on her last weeks. Her body was breaking down. You know, she couldn't, she was basically non-existent. She was in so much pain. And I just, I was praying for her to go and they were there to take her. And she just, she told them, I'm not going yet. And a week later, almost to the day, she finally left. Um, but, and I had to be outside walking around the yard. She wouldn't leave with me being in the house. So there again, our loved ones sometimes need to be alone in order to pass. Not everybody wants the loved ones around when they pass. Sometimes they don't want to burden us with that. And so sometimes our souls make these situations happen around us to comfort the scenario that we need to do to pass. Do you know? Do you know right why? Wrong. Do you know why I want to be alone when I pass? Because I've been told, and I've never seen anyone pass, but I've been told that the, your bodily functions tend to relax when you pass, and I don't want anybody to see that. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, sweetie. After I've had to clean up after people passed, <laughs> that um, it's going to happen. Well, then I want to no be alone. <laughs> yeah. So with that, but remember, this is one of my observations about people passing. And, and like I've said that I've, I've had um, very, you know, like in one year I had three animals who passed in my lap. So, I mean, I've had passings of, of many scenarios of many loved ones, two legged and, and four legged that, um, that when we do pass, that there's a very primalness of our human body. And that's what usually struggles when we're passing. And so, and it does do situations that aren't always pleasant, but they are things that happen. And so with that, but our spirit, many times our spirit isn't even around when we're passing. It's already been taken away. So what's going on with our physical body isn't always what's going on with our spirit. And so with that, that our spirit could be gone two days before our physical body leaves. And we just never know what the true story is until you tap into it. But there's that, that scenario. Well, that's, that's awesome. By the way, again, we're talking with Nastasha Venter, and you can go to angelicclarifications.com, and you can book a session with her. You can talk with her. And, uh, by the way, Goldie says that I, I, was, I was right when, in saying that there's a reason why he chose this time to talk to you and the fact that this was the first time that he's ever talked to a medium. It's kind of cool. Yes. And I am so grateful. Again, I, 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 I'm just so grateful when somebody can get something out of what's being said here. My, my knowings are not for me to keep. <laughs> so I'm grateful, Kevin, for this journey. And I'm grateful that Goldie was able to tap in. 
Well, you're not allowed to keep it to yourself anymore. No, I'm not. That's part of, that is part of me being what I perceive myself is who I am. And that's how others are going to perceive me. And I believe that I'm supposed to be a voice for the universe. And this is one of the ways that they've set it up for me. And I'm grateful. <laughs> well, I, for one, I'm glad we've met. And by the way, if you want to uh, listen to more of her and do uh, as she does readings this Sunday on uh, KKNW 1150 AM in Seattle, um, there's a show called Martha Norwalk's Animal World, which I host on the last Sunday of the month. Nastasha is going to be my guest for the entire three hours. And so you can call in and talk to her. Again, that's KKNW, 1150 AM in Seattle. You can go online and you can listen to it um, streamed around the world. So I highly encourage everybody, If you're in, even if you're not on it right on the uh, podcast right now, if you're listening to this between now and the 26th of uh, April, that's when she's going to be on the show. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be a great experience, and we will have lots of people to talk to, lots of callers, and that's that's just going to be awesome. And as I always do, because we've been on the air for a little while now, and it's time to kind of wrap up where we're at. But uh, I want to give um, Nastasha an opportunity to talk to anybody and everybody that's listening. Uh, what what's in your heart? What's what's in your mind that you'd like to say? So there's something that is coming to me that the universe would like me to tell to all. Okay. So as I tap in to Mother Earth, and I'm not going to channel her tonight, but I'm going to give a message. She's saying that as I walk and as I do my work, I am grateful that you're willing to close down to be the greater good of you. As you are doing your work, I am doing mine. And as I shake and as I rattle and I roll, I'm trying to do it gently because as we're doing this, we are doing this together. This wisdom that you're merging into, just know that all you have to do is look up in the stars and tap into me by stepping into me and stepping onto my earth, knowing that you are connected to the bigger picture and me. I am wisdom. You are wisdom. There is love all around you, my dears. You are my children, and there is no way I'm going to harm you. So as you break down, and as some of you are going through major shifts, as my children are doing, that you know that, that tomorrow you might find that something is different as my days end, and then I have sunrises in the beginning of the next. So just trust that as your day starts again, that just know that there's always going to be love for you, and you may see the journey in the end. Just got to trust it, my dears. Just got to trust it. I wasn't made overnight, remember? And your life is too. Your life is walking as I am walking too, my dears. So as I give you a love of hug of a green energy of, of all, feel that love that I have for you, this greenness of love. And be what you can be with all that you are. Trust, even if you're afraid, my dears, because there's only wisdom that's going to come to you. My love to you, my dear. Hi, Mother Earth. Love you. And I just want to, uh, as a footnote, just want to say that uh, when we started this podcast, because your phone wasn't fully charged and you were not sure that the phone was going to make it through the entire interview, somebody made sure that it would. 
and actually it's only gone, it started out at 50 and it's gone down to 40. So I asked the energies of the phone and I asked the energies of the angels to help out with that. And they have. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. By the way, you're listening to my independence report. Please like us and follow us. And for some of the greatest content I can come up with, we've, I've got 97 episodes up and with people like Neil Donald Walsh and Gary Zukoff and some psychics some mediums, some real spiritual people and some wonderful content so go there and enjoy it and by the way do something nice for yourself do something nice for somebody else because you know all we've got is each other we'll see you next time on my independence report hey and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end hey pretty cool Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.